Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Do you have questions that have been nagging you for a long time? It's a question at the center of your being. There might be more than one, but oftentimes people will find there is a question when they pause and they breathe and they listen to themselves. It is this question or these questions which oftentimes either go ignored or become the anchor around which we live our lives. I want you to think about what question might be at the center of your life right now. What does it have to do with? Who does it have to do with? Is it a how or a what or a why? The questions are how we move through this world in seeking answers or in living out the inconstant yet constant motivation where that question will take us. I'm going to share someone who had a question right at the center of their soul that got motivated to find an answer with a very strange letter they received. I do want to say how wonderful it is to hear from you. Again, I encourage you to go to www.jangoldstein.com and check out our website. Check out both the fiction and nonfiction books, the blog. Of course, you can find this weekly podcast there as you may be finding it on Spotify or Google or Amazon or um, Podchaser or uh, Apple, wherever you find it. And again, I thank you for passing it along to others. Taking It takes nothing more than a moment to copy the link and send it to someone and say, hey, I'm enjoying this. Why don't you tune in? It's a weekly 10 to 15 minutes of looking at the world and reframing it in such a way that we might just find a bit more of the good stuff in life. And that was my very first book, Life Can Be This Good. Uh, about searching and looking at the world. 40, 41 little stories, true stories of how to find the good stuff. Uh, And later, my first novel uh, was called All That Matters. And I sort of combined those two ideas, seeking all the things that matter in life and in doing so, finding the good stuff. Rainier Maria Rilke the, wrote in his letters to a young poet, live the questions now. Perhaps you will find them gradually without noticing it and live along some distant day into the answer. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will find them gradually without noticing it and live along some distant day into the answer. Our lives got me thinking, the poet got me thinking, that our lives are very much 
motivated by questions. We might not even realize we have the question unless we're still enough to hear it or unless some moment in our day somehow emphasizes and uncovers it within us. And then realizing that we live along our lives into some distant day where the answer may be. Now, sometimes we're actively searching for the answer and sometimes the answer reveals itself and we didn't even know we had that question. And that's very much on my mind this week as individuals around the world and and groups of people are seeking answers to questions whether it has to do with the political landscape of their country, whether it has to do with a struggle, a war that has broken out that feels so unjust, people being put into the streets without lights, without electricity, and saying, what did we do but live on our land? And suddenly we find ourselves here. It may be people struggling with illness or a sudden loss of relationship or the sudden gain of a relationship. It may be a new purpose. It may be a new creation that is birthing within you. It may be a hope discovered. And it may be a healing revealed. Whatever it is, These questions motivate us. Some say the question is why. Why are we here? The very central question. Why are we here? An existential question. Um, What is our purpose? We are often told that having a purpose brings meaning to our lives. Have you found that? Have you found your purpose? Could you name it right now? Perhaps you could. Perhaps it just falls off your tongue easily. And for others, it is stammered out. It is a struggle to get it out. Questions come with where and what and how and whys attached to them. Whatever the question that may be needling within you or the question that is long dormant within you, or the question that is not yet born within you, but maybe in the coming week, maybe in the coming month and year, these questions are in search of answers. They may not find them. I often, every year, have a question and answer period with a group of people. And I say, I may not know the answers, but I certainly can find questions and certainly can entertain questions. And I think that's true of each of us. And it's okay. It's okay we don't have the answer to every question. What's not okay is to hide or bury the questions. That only creates a struggle and a dissonance in the way we live our lives. So we must allow the questions to bubble up wherever they may be, and they may be perfectly delightful questions. 
Oh, I was recently uh, on a hillside in uh, the Lake District of the UK, and there are alpaca uh, walking around there. This is beautiful fields and a glen and mist and oh, it's about as fairy tale as you can imagine. It is a rough hewn beauty. It is a wild, uh, natural um, expression of poetry to me, the natural world. And it took my breath away. And I found myself asking, why was this created in this way? How did this topography develop here? How many poems has it inspired? How many kisses? How much hope did it and has it produced? Or in its brambles and in its rough-hewn features, did it remind anyone of the roughness of their own lives and the struggle to find the poetry inside of us? Now, we may not ask ourselves questions, what is our inner poetry? But it exists nevertheless. I think each of us in our own way is a living poem, is a, a way of expressing ourselves through the way we live our lives. Because a poem to me is a question in search of answers. It may pre- present us with the questions or it may simply present us with an answer or a way of looking at something which may provoke within us another way. And we may have an internal question about the other that we have been seeking. It might be another side of ourselves, but it might be a lover, a friend. Where are they? Where do we go to seek that person who is so important to ourselves? Rumi, the 13th century poet, said, true lovers don't meet somewhere out there, but are in each other all along. True lovers don't meet somewhere out there, but are in each other all along. I have been long working on a novel that I've put aside and come back to, from when I was the writer-in-residence at the Trapp family residence in Stowe, Vermont. And that family was more than lovely to me. Uh, This is Maria's son, Johannes, and grandson, Sam. And so kind as I stayed in residence there for three months working on this novel that I've come back to and altered from time to time, which is about a man who started off wanting to write poetry and then how, what is often the cliche, those who can't write, teach. Uh, And I think that's unfair to some of our great teachers and professors, but I've heard that growing up. But for whatever reason, Jamie Butterfield is unable to get his poetry published. Uh, It's an expression 
of his inner creativity that was sparked by another artist in his life, his father, who is a world-renowned conductor of orchestras. And that's a part of the story that will reveal itself. But more importantly, Jamie is teaching in a New England university when he receives a sudden letter telling him that he is the first recipient of the Robert Frost Laurel presented annually to an outstanding academician who has made a significant contribution to the study of poetry. And he cannot believe his eyes, ears. No one's ever seemed to notice him or single him out in this way. And he's told that the special presentation will be made at the Trapp Family Lodge in Stowe, Vermont, and that he is to come from Boston to receive it on such and such a date in the fall. And there's a stipulation that he is not to tell anyone about it until the presentation is made. And he's very, of course, wants to tell the world, but suddenly really realizes he has a delicious secret that he must hold on to for a month. And he accepts, calls the number that they tell him to call, and accepts that he will be there in person to receive this award not knowing that somebody will be waiting for him there that will turn his world upside down. A secret. Well, there are many secrets in this story. And there are many ways in which Rumi's quote, true lovers don't meet somewhere out there but are in each other all along, play a part in it. But also Rilke's stipulation to live the questions now, perhaps we'll find them gradually without noticing it, and live along some distant day into the answer. This is a novel about living into the answer. So I may share a chapter or two with you down the road and ask you now to consider... The name of the book is called The One. Who is the one to you? What is the one? How are you the one? And or what questions are at the center of your being this week? Is it one? Is it several? Think about them. And Realize you're living into the answer. When each of us has an opportunity to recognize our own inner poetry, our own creative expression by the way we live our lives, we elevate the meaning of that life we're living. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is all that matters.